You're listening to Divorce Literacy with the Divorce Lending Association, a divorce podcast where we dig deep into issues of divorce that center around the marital home, other real property, and divorce mortgage planning, helping divorcing homeowners and their divorce team make more informed decisions regarding home equity solutions during and after divorce. Um, I wanted to welcome Anne Everhart. She is an independent financial planner and CFP candidate. Um, and um, she has an all-female team, which is super, super cool. And she's been through a divorce, so she loves to help divorcing women through this process post-decree so that she can really help them um, dig in and learn, I guess, a little bit more about investing and how to invest I guess, in a smart way. I think a lot of women are a little bit kind of lost when it comes to this. And so, you know, when they're going through divorce and after divorce, they kind of don't know what to do with the assets that they might have been awarded during the, the divorce. So um, anyway, and I'm going to go ahead and let you kind of introduce yourself a little bit here. Awesome. Thanks, Carla. So yeah, I'm an independent financial advisor and I take a more of a unique approach to financial planning where I incorporate uh, mindset work, mindfulness, and even the principles of yoga into financial planning. Um, So for me, the big why behind uh, what I do and why I feel it's important to be financially well is so that we have choice in our lives. Um, And two tools really, in, in, you know, my view to get to the point of choice and freedom is mindfulness and financial well-being. So I kind of blend those two to really help empower women to become independent. I love that. That's so, so important, especially after going through that stage. I mean, we've both been through a divorce, so we know um, what it's like to be like in that headspace and trying to figure out like, what's the light at the end of the tunnel and how are we going to get through this? And it's kind of all of those things and, and balancing them. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. I love that you kind of take all of those different approaches and it's not just, I think a lot of times when people think of, a like when they're thinking about their finances, it's like, it's, it's cold, it's finances, it's scary, right? All of those things. So that's nice that you kind of incorporate all of that into it. I love that. Yeah. I like to take more of a, a feminine approach to a masculine typically a masculine topic nice. uh, and make it a little bit more nurturing and approachable um, for women. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So, um, all right. I've, I have a list of questions here that I'm going to ask you. Um, so, so I know like each divorce is, is really unique um, and everybody goes along their own journey. If you could, if you could change anything or give like a heads up to somebody that's, getting ready to go through this process, um, what would that be? I would say get a financial plan right away. Um, Typically, and I know in my own divorce, even though I'm an advisor, um, after we settled on everything, I did feel this feeling of the scarcity mindset. I noticed that I was in and sort of like a... um, just, I didn't really have a strategy. And so I had to put a plan. I did my own financial plan, um, with the help of my, um, one of my business partners here, but 
if I had done that right away, right away, I wouldn't have, I ended up spending quite a bit of money on establishing my new life. And I think that's important. You know, we do need to, we might need to furnish a new home. We might need to, you know, invest in ourselves in a lot of different ways, but I think getting a plan right away would help to allow for um, just intentional spending, intentional saving Mm -hmm. without letting that get away from you. And then, you know, you can always tell your advisor that I'm not ready to make any moves. Like I don't want to move this into an investment yet. I don't want to lock this money up. So I need six months to kind of like roll around in it if it's new assets that came in. Or just kind of like sit and decide what's your next move. And that's okay. You want, just because you get a plan in place doesn't mean you have to be ready to really do anything. It's just having kind of a roadmap for when you are. That's a really good point. I think I think people are afraid to talk to me, to talk to you, um, because they think that means that they're committing to doing something right away in that day, right? And yeah. So, totally. I mean, good to know about that side of it too, because I always tell people, you know, look, I just want to help you come up with a roadmap here for what you're going to do with your home ownership. So maybe that's not for another year, um, right. you know, but at least, you know, and now you can sleep at night for the next year. Right. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Um, so, um, so I can only imagine, so the, you know, the benefit of, of someone through that's going through divorce um, like they have to have this strong divorce team, right? And so where where is it that you think that you fit in to that team? I mean, I guess you already talked about that a little bit. Um, but what would the questions be, I guess, for somebody that's asked somebody that's interviewing someone like yourself to be part of their divorce team? Like, what are maybe some of the questions that they should ask? Okay. So that they're yeah. the right- Yep. So I would suggest working with somebody who's independent. And so that doesn't mean they work by themselves. And that doesn't mean that they are the person managing your assets. It just means that maybe they're with an independent firm that's not tied to proprietary products. So where they're not limited to what they can offer. So as an independent advisor, They can really see what your goals are, what your risk tolerance is in your time horizon, and really have access to recommend just about anything that they can bring to the table for you. And then they're not incentivized, you know, by one thing over another. Mm -hmm. Um, And making sure that, you know, maybe they're a fee-based planner. I think sometimes it could be a little bit of a, not always, but it could be a red flag if the financial plan is free. Because then that could just be used as sort of a sales tool to see what their assets are and then ultimately hope to get those assets under their management. So mm-hmm. I, paying for a financial plan um, typically should mean that that is independent of any movement that you might be recommended to make. The plan should also incorporate the whole comprehensive picture. So making ask, you know, the advisor sort of what they look at when they do a plan. Are they will they look at my employee benefits to make sure that I'm, you know, taking advantage of what I can or not duplicating efforts? Will they look at my insurance, you know, products and make sure that I'm not, you know, overspending or there's other opportunities where I could do better. And so you want somebody that can really identify gaps in your full picture. 
Um, really anything that money touches in your world could really be looked at by an advisor and just making sure they're not only focused on investments, um, but really looking at your full picture. Yeah. Do you, um, this is totally off script. So, um, we'll see where this goes. So, um, are you seeing just in our current economy where, um, we are dealing with a lot of inflation. And I know for me, it's really affecting my divorcing clients um, yeah. because they just can't afford, right? So yeah. are you finding that a lot of a lot of women are um, in a position where maybe all they can do right now is afford to pay their bills? And so yeah. maybe this financial plan is something of in the future that they can plan for, I guess. I mean, because we all need to plan for that. We need to be able to plan for retirement. Yeah. Um, what we're doing there, but are you finding that a lot of people right now are maybe just getting by? I yes, I and people that do have investments. You know, the market's been down. It's just been really difficult to, you know, mm-hmm. encourage people to wait it out. But um, when you're in it and things are feeling really tight because inflation is so high interest rates are so high. So you might not be able to afford to buy a house right now. And you might have to be spending more on rent, those kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, it's really important. I think, I mean, for us, you know, right now our, our fees will go up, but right now it's a thousand dollars for a financial plan. Yeah. And so it's a pretty approachable um, number and you can also pay a hundred dollars a month for 12 months, if that makes it easy. Um, and so sometimes, you know, without um, coming off the wrong way, but can you afford not to do a financial plan? Because right. it can really help save you all this, you know, maybe unnecessary spending, missing opportunities for investing, all the all of these things. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, when when things are hard, right, like they are right now in the economy and the inflationary environment, um, my clients, once they're a financial planning client, I'm essentially on call for them during business hours, but they can yeah. come in and set a meeting and there's no extra extra cost for that. And we can talk about what is their current situation and how can we best respond to this? So when you do a financial plan, you just always know that there's got, got to be room for different changes in your own life from the economy, inflation. Mm-hmm. And so how do we best move forward given the situation that we're in right now? So would you say this came up last night in conversation? Um, would you say that you are good at maybe helping people budget after a divorce? Yes. Like, that well, word, it, I hate that word budget, by the way. I've never budgeted in my life. <laughs> well, I do too, but, honestly. Yeah. yeah I think yeah. it's not so much I don't create budgets, but I do look at cash flow. And uh-huh. so this is just a practice of consciousness, really. I mean, uh-huh. a lot of times in a marriage. One person was the saver, one person was the spender, and there's conflict with that. Mm-hmm. Now, what's that? Is that I'm the spender? You're the spender, yeah. <laughs> so, and I am too, honestly. Um, but after that um, divorce, then now you have the power to say, okay, all of this is mine. I get to spend what I want. I get to save mm-hmm. what I want. And so now it's looking at we do a, a cash flow worksheet. And so it's really getting clear on what your monthly expenses are. It's not setting a budget that you have to stay within, but it's uh-huh. what has been your expenses. 
And then just with that awareness, you can, if things are tight, you can cut out what's quote unquote, nice to have for a while. So you can identify, I like to look at three different categories. What is absolutely imperative, you know, your rent, your mortgage, your bills, gas, whatever groceries, what's important to you. So maybe it's social things are important to you, but they're not survival, you know? Um, And then what's nice to have like Starbucks, Manny Petties, things that when you do feel that things are really tight. Okay. That was the nice to have category. I'm just not going to do that for a couple of months. And um, that's it. So it's just making those decisions rather than am I in my budget, you know, because I don't like that either. And then I also feel that um, it's important to get clear on what it is that is meaningful to you and what you love and spend freely on those things and be frugal on the things you don't care about. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it can be that simple. You know, it's like, that doesn't mean much to me. I'm not going to spend the money on it. But on the things that you really love, you know, give yourself permission to spend on it, um, you know, kind of within limits. And that's what I kind of help people with too, is I want people to enjoy their lives today. And then also just be aware of kind of what's yeah, going on. That's a good way to think about it. I love massage. Like I will do anything for a massage. Yeah. But like now that I think about it, I mean, we, we eat out probably too often, um, but I'm a good cook. And so is my husband. So we're not like, we're rarely impressed, especially the price of what you pay when you eat out right now. So I would, I would opt for a massage any day over eating out. Exactly. And that's, yeah, that's important to you and something you love. And so that's an easy category that if you were my client, I wouldn't say, you know, stop the massages right. <laughs> because that's, yeah, that's your quality of life. And it's important wow. to you. It's a conscious choice. Yeah. Love that. I love that. Um, all right. So um, I know you can't talk about anybody specifically or anything, you know, specifics, but um, do you have maybe a client that you wouldn't name that is just really memorable that you helped um, post-decree? I do. This is so actually recently um, I was working with a woman who was in while she was married, she and her husband would come in and she was sort of checked out in the financial planning process. She Mm -hmm. really didn't care. Um, that much about what we were talking about. I would try to engage her in the conversation, but her husband at the time would, you know, was driving it. That was obvious. And she, even though I would attempt to kind of bring her in the conversation, she really would say like, I don't, I don't really care. You know, he's the one that does all this stuff. And so they ended up um, getting a divorce and now I work with her on her own. Mm-hmm. And it has been incredible because now she, I, what she has kind of um, admitted to me was that she felt like she didn't want to reveal how much she didn't know in front of her husband. So she didn't want to ask certain questions. She didn't want to answer my questions because she felt like she, she wasn't confident in, you know, her knowledge in finance, which makes sense, right? We don't learn this stuff in school. And so especially if you're with someone that kind of drives that car that um, when it comes to finances, more time goes on. And then you kind of are like, I don't know what I don't know. And I'm just going to be quiet. I'm going to sit here quietly. 
now she feels really safe and comfortable to ask all these questions. And it's not as complicated as she thought. And yeah. so she, she's like the best client. I mean, she's very responsive. She's mm-hmm. connected. We have a financial planning tool where you can connect all of your accounts to it. And so you have one place to log in and then I can see what's going okay. on as well. Yeah. And she got everything connected and uploaded and everything like, and she's just, she's maxing out her retirement accounts. Uh-huh. She's excited about learning what she, cause she was also the saver. He was the spender. Mm-hmm. And so she just, you know, always wanted to, yeah. um, to save her money, but now she's making, you know, she's able to put as much as she wants away. Right. Um, and so, yeah, she's now like feeling very excited about this next chapter because she feels really empowered and independent and um, it's a whole new experience for her. That's super cool. Hopefully yeah. she does a really awesome testimony for you or something like that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I should ask her. <laughs> awesome. um, yeah. And then also I'll just add myself <laughs> to, to that, you know, like I had mentioned before, after my divorce, I mean, my mindset was really in scarcity. I just was, you know, I was questioning my decision. I was like going through a lot of self-doubt and just realized that I think through the mindfulness work. And as I was having conversations with my client about kind of pointing out some fear-based thinking, I was like, this is where I am. I, I need to shift my mindset and, um, just catching your thoughts and, and learning how to have that belief that's in alignment with where you want to go, really believing you're on your way there, things really started changing for me. And so now, you know, I do have my financial plan in place, but I'm always able to check my mindset and I'm a lot happier now because my thoughts are different, you know? So that was a big mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, you know, in what I do too, like what we both do it's not a comfort zone for women at all, you know? So, you know, I, I know I I always go back to um, when I bought my first home, I I was her, how you explained, you know, your client there with her husband had no clue what was going on. um, Didn't want to ask any questions. Just feel comfortable. I mean, I didn't even know how to fill out the mortgage application, which is blows my mind, you know, like, yeah. So, um, yeah, it's wow. just so yeah. Uh okay. So um I guess for someone to find you and want to work with you, um, where can they find you? Where are you at? I know we're I know you're physically located in Fort Collins. Yep. But I don't think you're limited to just the Fort Collins area. So where can people find you if they want to hunt you down and work with you? Yeah, and I, I can work anywhere in the in the US. Um awesome. And I do a free 30 minute consultation and I will learn about what you need. And then I show how I work with my clients and I'll let you know if, if I could help or not. Um, but you can find me. My website is anann-sopriswealth.com. So it's S-O-P-R-I-S wealth.com. And, um, that it, on that website, you can learn about me and my practice and all that stuff, but then you can also book a consultation uh, through there. Um, thank you so much. Is there any, anything that you want to close with here? Any, any last comments? 
You know, I do want to say, and this is something um, I just recorded a meditation um, on this for, for clients, but it's really important for me and for, I think, just anyone in the world is to learn how to trust your body and um, really tuning into what's a yes and what's a no. And so when you are interviewing an advisor or when you are getting a recommendation of what to do, trusting yourself. And so I think that that's something I'd want to leave with is just tuning into understanding how to listen to, you know, what is your body doing when you're in a, in a yes response and, you know, when you're in a no. And so thinking about something that you love, somebody that you love or a place and how does your body feel when you think about that? Yeah. And then what's a, what has been a no for you that you now know is a no? And how does your body feel when you think about that? And then getting clear on those two separate physical feelings and then learning to bring that in when you're faced with a decision. Um, and so that's something I'm really passionate about, you know, when it comes to mindfulness and yoga, it's really about tuning into our bodies. Because um, mm-hmm. that's where the wisdom is. And it's really now, especially as an independent woman moving forward, that's like your biggest, you know, gift is just being able to tune into that. That's so cool. That's cool. I was thinking myself through, through, through some things when you were saying that. So awesome. Thank you. I'll be You're welcome. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Anne. Have a really, really great weekend. Um, thank you for doing this interview with me. I really appreciate it. I appreciate your knowledge. Thanks, Carla. I really appreciate the opportunity. Thanks for listening to Divorce Literacy. Discover more strategies and solutions on divorce mortgage planning at divorcelendingassociation.com.